Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, is everything running smoothly in our day to day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. On this episode of the me-suite, we're going to focus on the role of the chief strategy officer, the CSO, and what disciplined CSOs bring to the way they run the businesses we most admire that are disciplines that we should be using ourselves in our own me suite. And today to illustrate the disciplines of chief strategy officers, I have with me Sissy Jennings. My number one goal for her today is to please do not go into labor in the middle of this episode. (laughs) That's goal number one. Uh, Goal number two is for us to be hearing about her experiences as a strategy consultant and also as an executive coach. Many, many years ago, I met Sissy for the first time when she was fresh out of school. She had the great trauma, I probably should call it, of working for me many years ago. And the first moment I met her, I thought this woman is going to be my boss, and she will be a wonderful boss, and she should be running our country. (laughs) She is just an incredible strategic thinker. She's very thoughtful, very insightful, and just a tremendous quick study and I think is a great example of lessons that she has learned both as her own strategy consulting career and being an advisor to chief strategy officers of tips and tricks and things that we could be thinking about in our own me suite. So it is with great pleasure that we have here today, Sissy Jennings. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having me. So Sissy, as you know, if you've been listening to some of my other episodes, Mm -hmm. which I hope you have, I always start out with my sweeteners Mm -hmm. as asking them about their core values because I believe that it's the foundation of everything. Sure. So uh, could we start off with a little dialogue about what are your core values and how have they been marshalling you in your life? Yeah, definitely. Um, So there are four key ones that I have. Um, The first one is family. Second one is responsibility. And then third is achievement. And fourth is personal growth. Oh, okay, good. Have you always known what those four things are? No, I've not always been so clear about my core values. Um, I've always been family oriented and I've always, you know, been a high achiever and such, but it it hasn't been until recently that I actually stopped and thought about what my core values are to kind of better guide me on how I make decisions and how I live my life. What of the the four that you mentioned has one been more recently developed for you or has it always just been there? You didn't quite have the words for it? I I think I never thought about life in that way before. I was just kind of living um, according to what felt important to me at the time. And it's interesting because if I explored my core values, the biggest learning for me recently has been the fact that they don't always work well together. They could be in conflict with each other. Oh, And so um, the values haven't changed a lot for me, but I've been better at taking a step back and recognizing that they can conflict. So for example... Family has always been really important to me, but so is personal growth. And sometimes personal growth comes at the sacrifice of family. 
And in my career, especially in my early 20s, for example, there was a time when I was trying to get experience abroad and moving abroad meant ability to provide less for my family. I had a single mom and a younger sister I was responsible for because I had to take pay cuts and stuff to go over there. And it was tough for me to make that decision because family is important, but so is personal growth and achievement. And basically, I just had to pause and look at the big picture and say, right now, what's more important? Can I try to honor both? Have, we had a family meeting, many family meetings, and talked it through, and and that kind of helped me decide how I should live. And so for me, the values haven't changed a lot, but recognizing how I can balance them if they're ever in conflict has kind of progressed through time. Okay, I love I love this. I want to focus on a couple of things that you just said. Yeah, here, sure. here you go, being strategic and thoughtful and insightful <laughs> as always. Uh, you you mentioned that you had this aha moment of mm-hmm. they are your core values, but they're sometimes in conflict. Yeah. But then you mentioned you actually had a family meeting. Yeah. Something, talk about that is so deliberate and planful and thoughtful. What I, was that? You know, I don't know when I first called family meetings. Um, probably younger than I should have been, you know, like late teens and 20s. But it was just the core of us back then, me, my mom, and my sister. And anytime we had a major decision to make, it just seemed right to get us together, talk through the implications, what it means, and just discuss it together and make a decision together as a family. And through the years, I've just called them family meetings. And it's a joke now where uh-huh. they'll say like, all right, I need to call a family meeting. We need to go through this big topic. Um, but yeah, it, it really helps us stay connected as a family. Yeah, I love that. And you are now starting a family of your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess you're going to be taking that into your own 100%. ways of working. hundred percent, right? yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. The other thing that uh, I selfishly had asked you to come to talk about today Mm -hmm. is uh, if we think about the roles that are in a Mm C-suite and how we learn from the disciplines of people in the C-suite, the chief strategy officer is the one I've cherry-picked for you Mm -hmm. because of your experiences. Can you describe for folks what really is the core of a chief strategist's job first? And then let's talk about how you can take some of those learnings into your own personal life. Sure. So from my experience, chief strategy officers are really the one to set the vision and direction of where the company should go. So everything from taking in the data and insights from external and internal of what's happening, what's going on, and things that we need to consider for the success of a business, mm-hmm. deciding on what the strategy should be and how everyone should kind of operate within that strategy to really guide the direction that the company wants to go into. And then after kind of setting that, things strategies aren't, sometimes people think strategies are set in time, but really they're quite fluid because new information comes in, um, new competitors come in and things like that. And their job then is to make sure everyone stays on strategy, right? So they're setting and then they're staying on strategy. And how do you kind of get the company continuing moving in the right direction that everyone's aligned to? Okay. So what of that example Mm -hmm. are things that we would, they're valuable lessons for us to take into the way we run our own personal lives. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think personally, and this is actually how I, I think about my life, is where are you trying to go? What is the vision? What is, you know, either your five-year plan or just the direction you want to go in? And what does that look like in a very high level? And that actually helps, I think, decide, you know, day-to-day decisions or as life throws things at you and you have to pivot, you know how to pivot because you know directionally where you're going. And so for me, I've always had like a five-year plan, which a lot of people think, oh, well, that's so rigid and structured. Why do you have to have that? And actually allows me the flexibility to pivot and change and not think the world's falling apart when things do happen because mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so um, from a personal life perspective, 
as long as I'm still heading in the same direction that I want to and set out to, all these little things that happen in life just don't bother me as much because you can stay very focused. Um, and that I've learned a lot from companies because you're such a massive organization. You can't react to every little thing that happens, right? So decide what's important and actually impactful enough that you should change or what you should just brush off and continue on with. So, mm-hmm. so it sounds like your, your five-year plan is giving you flexibility, but it's also giving you the discipline to know what to say yes and no to. Yes, is that exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. There is a, you, you know, I come from a theater arts background. There is a very famous dancer named Martha Graham mm-hmm. from the past. And she's attributed with saying that only through 20 years of extensive training can you be spontaneous mm. as a dancer. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of think about that with you and your five-year plan yeah. and just the whole chief strategy officer mindset. Right. It's only because you're being so planful yes. can you have the flexibility yep. to respond and pivot, as you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've tried to explain that to a lot of people, and it's kind of a, a mind twister, right? Because, you know, you sit there and you plan and you have everything laid out and everyone thinks you're being super rigid and structured, but if I look back at my five-year plans, do I always live them out exactly? 100% not, mm-hmm. right? Like, things definitely change, but I'm always in the direction that I want to, and I'm always achieving the goals that I want. Mm-hmm. And then how I get there definitely changes and pivots, but I'm able to navigate that because I have the plan. Yeah, so. yeah, nice. Are you a New Year's resolution person? <laughs> I have done them, um, but yeah, I, I try to do that, and then lose my way halfway through the year and then get to the end. I'm like, oh, actually, I think I did do that. (laughs) So somewhere in there, yeah. In the chief strategy officers that I've worked with, they tend to have a quarterly cadence. Mm. You sit down deliberately, you assess performance quarterly. Yeah. You're looking each quarter at the same metrics and monitoring how you're doing against them. Mm -hmm. Do you have any analogy for that type of rigor in what you do in your own me suite? Um, It's funny that you say that. So I... I do assess myself, maybe not as quarterly, just in terms of where I am, where I'm going. It's probably more biannually. Um, mm-hmm. And then certainly beginning in the years is always a nice time to reflect on how things are going. But it made me think of my earlier comment around family meetings. Yeah. So with my husband now, we I don't call them quarterly meetings because he would hate me. <laughs> but we regularly pause and assess how things are going and have these, you know, just the two of us meetings for now of how things are going and in our lives and our careers and the balance of jobs and family and and marriage and all that. So we do that. Yeah, I just love it. Would he have the same four core values you just mentioned or would they be different? Have you ever had that conversation with him? We have in there some, so family is important for both of us, which wasn't important for both of us when we're getting married. I think I'm probably a little more achievement (laughs) driven, Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably more achievement driven than a lot of people. But yeah, I think a lot of them are similar. He's really big on personal growth as Mm -hmm. well. um, All of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's more on connection in people, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that one too, though. Yeah. It's a good combination. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be so alike that you're not a nice foil. Right, right, yeah. For each other. We have you kind want of to be a foundation, but then we kind of match otherwise. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to be aligned enough that you, when you do have debates, they're healthy ones. Exactly, right? exactly. Right. So, Sissy, you know that I brought you here selfishly to talk about the chief strategy officer role inside a C-suite. Mm-hmm. And you know I call my me-suite guests sweeteners. <laughs> yeah. As you started to learn more and think about me-suite as a mindset and as a discussion framework, mm-hmm. were there other parts of 
the me-sweet concept that you have a passion around and wanted to share more advice around, especially with you as an executive coach. Right. Are are there other things that you wanted to share? Yeah, just um, one of the things I've picked up really quickly on executive coaching is just how people don't stop to take the time for themselves mm-hmm. um, and to just do what's what's really core to them. And this happened to me where I was asked, um, it was a simple thing where it was take an hour for yourself a day to do something that makes you feel fulfilled and happy. And at first I thought, that's crazy. How can I possibly have an hour to take for myself? But if I don't pause and do that for myself, who will, right? And um, I committed to it and it took a few weeks to get into the habit of it, but really. And it's still discipline in me that has been quite transformative. And I've suggested it to several of my clients as well. Again, it's usually pushback. I don't know. I can't. I don't even know what I would do with myself. But that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What is the thing you want to get out of your life? How do you want to spend time on yourself? What is the one hour in a day that you can um, do something that makes you feel better? Mm-hmm. And develop that into a habit and make it part of the way you live. And I've seen that to be very powerful. So so I want to talk about that one a moment. I love advice that I am able to take on Monday. Right. Because it's not so theoretical. It is. Right? right. So let's talk about this one. Is the advice that this one hour needs to be structured enough that it's the same time every day? No, it's not. It's the mindset that I'm actually going to carve an hour for myself a day to do whatever it could, whatever it might be. It could mm-hmm. be taking a nap. It could be going for a run. It could be actually having a lunch break and listening to some TED Talks, whatever that makes mm-hmm. you happy. And the first step being, what is the thing that you want to do? Mm-hmm. And taking that discipline to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you were trying to find this magical hour, yeah, did you end up stopping doing stupid stuff? I became more efficient, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that you had to find something to eliminate. No, it wasn't. It was me being deliberate with how I spent my time, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of me taking random five-minute mental breaks that didn't help, Mm -hmm. it was saying, no, this is my one hour today that I'm going to pause and do this one thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to apologize for it. And I even in the beginning enrolled my husband into saying, this is my one hour. I have to do it for my homework. I must do it, right? And he was very supportive. And at first I thought, how could I ask for an hour to myself? But that's just what people do. Like, that's what a lot of people do. and. I think more and more people should do that. I love that you went and worked it because you're you're in a family, you're in a household, however that unit is defined. You you went and asked for what what you needed to get it done. Mm -hmm. May we ask you what you did with that hour? It actually varied by day. And I, being the consultant I am, kept an Excel spreadsheet of what I did each day to see if there were any patterns. Nice. Um, In the beginning, there was a lot of napping and sleeping, like sleeping an extra hour, going to bed an hour earlier, um, things like that. That seems simple, but it makes a difference. Nice. That's how I wanted to use my hour. And then it became, once I felt a little healthier, taking a lunch break and listening to TED Talks or um, taking, you know, time off to spend some time with my daughter, things like that. Nice. And I think one of them, I think, was uh, subscribing to the Me Sweet podcast. Yes, exactly. I think that was one of them too, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I would like to get your husband in here and talk to him about <laughs> the transformation he saw when you were getting an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wins, right? Yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. Okay. Where can people find you in the executive coaching that you do? Yeah, so my executive coaching is actually um, She Strategies and Coaching. She is my Chinese name, so it's xistrategies.com. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because I 
and very focused on empowering women and helping women executives get through various stages of the career. So it's a nice kind of compliment of my name and and what I do. Yeah, yeah, lo- love the name. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but when you said it, she strategies and coaching. Mm-hmm. Is that in an email address or how how would people find? Yeah, sure. The website is xistrategies.com. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining me here. So, Sissy, there have been a lot of amazing people that have come in and out of my life, and you are one of them. Thank you. And I really thank you for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's been fun. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast. Share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Suite like executive suite. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.